This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 203. Team Exuberance CW 2020 recorded live on Thursday, March 12th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Bryant Rascal, KG5HVO. And Marty Soloway, NN1C, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, was here to talk about some new kits. And if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And, of course, we have the rebroadcast every Saturday night at about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Over on WTWW, that's 5085 on the AM dial, 5085, and uh, you can catch the rebroadcast there. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, these young contesters tonight, and uh, so if you have a question for them and uh, you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call after the interview by calling this phone number, 859-982-7373. And I'll give you that phone number again later, but uh, we'll, we'll do it again here in just a second so you can write that down and have it ready to go. It's 859-982-7373. And, uh, We'll let you know when it's time to call, but that's the number to have handy. You can also tweet us. We'll be watching that. Uh, it's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. And, of course, if you're on Spreaker, um, we'll be watching the, the chat here as well. So I'll be back with Bryant and Marty right after this word from ICOM America right here on HamTalk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply. It has sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions, a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, micro SD card slot, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker mic comes standard and supports QRP operations. The perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional backpack, LC192, with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. Right now, you could be sitting on a beach, sipping a drink with an umbrella in it, and enjoying the good life. But instead, you've decided to listen to Ham Talk Live. So we thank you. And now here's Neil Rapp with more of the show.
Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur is the place to go to find out more about ICOM radios. And thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring Ham Talk Live every Thursday night. And thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, our guests tonight are some familiar faces to Ham Talk Live. First, Bryant Rascal, KG5HVO, is a 16-year-old ham that's a past winner of the Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF Memorial Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. And Bryant is a member of the Montgomery, Alabama Amateur Radio Club, the Alabama Contest Group, the Georgia Contest Group, and CW Ops, just to name a few. He was a participant in the World Radio Sport Team Championships last summer in Germany and was a member of the 2017 Dave Coulter Youth DX Adventure to Costa Rica and 2019 to Carousel. And he was the 2019 Yoda Month Coordinator for Youth on the Air in the Americas. Marty Soloway, NN1C, is 18, year old, 18 years old. He became a ham at age 12 in November 2014, and he is also a past winner of the Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. Uh, four months after he became a ham, he upgraded to general, now has his extra. He enjoys tinkering, rag chewing, and contesting. He builds his own antennas and uh, likes to help people get on HF and mentor other hams. Uh, he also recently has been getting into uh, design and manufacturing of some electronic devices, one of which is an interface box for SO2R, that single operator two radios. Um, he is a past speaker at the Dayton Hamvention Youth Forum, as is Bryant, and uh, often contributes to various ham radio podcasts, and he is the travel coordinator for Youth on the Air Camp. That's coming up this summer, and Marty will be studying engineering at Northeastern University in the fall. So, Bryant, Marty, uh, thanks for coming on the show. And by the way, both of these young men will be uh, teaching contesting at the upcoming Youth on the Air camp uh, coming up June 21st. So, so welcome back to the show, guys. Great to oh, be thanks here. Thanks for having us, Neil. Uh, it's always a fun time. Well, we, we try to have some fun, and we try to uh, to let people know what's going on with uh, various activities, and, and you've got another one coming up. Now, uh, Team Exuberance was uh, something, um, you know, that, that started up last year and had a great experience, uh, number one in North America. Um, last year with the single sideband uh, CQ Worldwide um, contest. And now you've got something new. So, Bryant, tell us about Team Exuberance's latest event. Oh, well, thanks, Neil. So uh, Team Exuberance started last year when Violetta Latham, uh, uh, KK8AT, uh, asked Tim Duffy, K3LR, if she could invite a group of her ham radio contest friends to compete from his world-class superstation in the WPX SSB 2019 contest. And uh, Tim Duffy uh, generously said, yes, you can definitely do that. And uh, that was the uh, the real start. And uh, we had a phenomenal time during that competition, uh, creating new relationships uh, scored first in North America in the multi two category, so uh, we had a great time. Made over six thousand QSOs, and uh, Marty, who is also on the show tonight, uh, co led that event and uh, did a great job creating our strategy and uh, coordinating a lot of our travel efforts. Um, and we we really think the event was a success because not only did we have fun and make a high score in the contest, but we uh, hopefully inspired a lot of other youth to become active in radio sport competitions. Uh, this year, uh, Tim Duffy asked me to assemble a dream team of youth operators for the WPXCW 2020 contest. Uh, this was fun, but also quite difficult. As small as youth and radio sport is, uh, there are some really outstanding CW ops out there. But I am super excited about this team. 
they're from four continents and six countries. We have Bruce Yang, uh, KN8U, who also holds uh, BH4 EPL, and uh, he won the World Rookie Plaque uh, last year in the WPXCW 2019 contest and is uh, active from W4AQL, or the uh, Georgia Tech Radio Club. Uh, we also have Marty, NN1C, a fantastic operator from Massachusetts who I believe made over 3,000 QSOs, uh, just running 100 watts in the ARRL DXCW uh, 2020 contest just a few weekends ago. Um, and again, just an outstanding uh, technical expert, strategist, and uh, we're super excited to have him on the team. We also have uh, David, VE7DZO. Another great operator from British Columbia who puts up some great scores in uh, the CQ Worldwide events. And uh, he uh, does really fantastic for his setup with just a four element Yagi on 20 and a two element on 40. And so, uh, and he, he uh, can also copy 55 words a minute. So, another very impressive operator. Uh, we have Matias Acevedo Vanfrey from Chile. Uh, Matias is an awesome guy. I can consider him a mentor as well as a peer. I was very fortunate to be his teammate at WRTC 2018 in Germany. He's super smart, a killer CW op, and uh, he's actually tracking for another place at WRTC 2022 in Italy. Uh, we have uh, Philip DK6SP, who is currently a QRV in uh, Zambia. Uh, as 9J2LA as part of a de-expedition there. Another great operator, a WRTC 2018 competitor. Uh, we also have uh, Tommy, HA8RT, uh, who was on Team Exuberance last year and is from Hungary. Uh, Tommy actually was the uh, regional winner for uh, the high-speed uh, telegraphy competition in Eastern Europe uh, a couple years ago. We know that, uh, from last year that he can definitely run a European pileup. It's just like operating at home for him. Uh, again, tons of contesting experience for someone his age. And uh, there, then myself, uh, I uh, enjoy doing single ops uh, from my home as well as contesting with the Georgia Contest Group at WW4LL. And uh, I'm a big pro proponent for youth and radio as uh, it's given me opportunities uh, that I wouldn't have imagined when I first got my license. Uh, Marty, do you want to add anything? No, I think I think Bryant did a fantastic job. We're just so excited to have this opportunity. And uh, Bryant, Bryant said it well. It's a dream team, and I'm honored to be a Surrounded by just fantastic operators, and uh, uh, I think Brian's spoken well to our preparation going into this, and bringing a lot of operators together is a lot of work. It costs a lot of money, obviously, but uh, we know that uh, with hard work and persistence, uh, we can be successful. I, I, I think there is there's one thing I had to offer about our operations. There is no magic. There's a lot of grit and sweat and planning and strategy that goes into them, and uh, we are going to continue that and hopefully be successful again in the uh, CQWPX uh, contest, a uh, CW contest uh, this May. And if Bryant uh, said that finding a team of youth contesters was hard, youth CW contesters, there are even fewer of us, but as the DM suggests, we are exuberant and excited and practicing, and um, we are stoked for uh, WPX CW 2020. Well, you all really have assembled a dream team, and uh, you know most of these operators on the team if not all of them are are, are better cw operators <laughs> than a lot of us and uh, i can guarantee you i can't copy 55 words a minute and and, and never did um even when i was was running code a lot uh, so you know it, it's pretty impressive that you've got uh, members like that that can um, really, you know, get the speed up and, and get going on this. And I, I look forward to hearing, um, how you all do on this one as well. And I know the first one just, just went nearly flawlessly. So, um, we, we've kind of looked at, um, the operators and, and who those will be, um, Let's let's talk a little bit, uh, Brian, about how people can can help out the, the cause here for the uh, 
um, event? How can they help? Sure. So one of our goals uh, as an organization is to promote youth in radio sport. So any mention or promotion of team exuberance is helping with awareness and letting the larger amateur radio community know that there are indeed kids and youth contesters out there on the air and having fun. But if you want to help in a really tangible way, uh, we have a GoFundMe campaign going on. It's on our website, teamexuberance.org. I'll say that again, teamexuberance.org. And uh, we are fundraising to cover the cost of the travel expenses for the team to get to and from K3LR and to also co- cover some of the uh, lodging cost and food. Uh, Marty, do you have anything no, I th- I think uh, it's important just to note that uh, well we can we take uh, donations. We're very grateful for all donations that come in, and a big part of what we do is trying to make sure that um, what we're doing is accessible to anybody who's proficient and uh, skilled to join the team. Uh, and we've we want to make sure that it's financially accessible for everybody who we have invited, and that means uh, removing the financial burden from the operator. You don't want that to be a limiting factor. Uh, so all of the funds go directly uh, to cover our uh, costs. There's no profiting. There's no money making. Uh, this is, a, I think, it's a really meaningful donation uh, to amateur radio because you see, uh, you see the funds going directly into giving uh, young people experiences. And I think uh, the experiences that I've crafted in amateur radio have given have been invaluable for my life and invaluable for my uh, growth, both personal and as a contester. And I think. Um, these experiences really uh, propel each operator to the next level. So it's a privilege uh, to be part of this team, and it's a privilege uh, to ask for your support. And uh, if you're going to contribute to an amateur radio cause this year, I would suggest that uh, Team Exuberance is a, is a really good one to support. Yes, and I also just want to add in a big thank you to all of the individuals and clubs that have already contributed uh, to Team Exuberance uh, because we really uh, wouldn't be able to do this without your support and generosity towards youth in contesting. Seriously, it's it's very touching when uh, we find out that somebody thought what we were doing was special enough to donate, and uh, we're very grateful for every single penny. Seriously, every penny helps. So, yeah, make sure you uh, you check that out and... um you know, on GoFundMe, and, and they're, they're raising the money, and I put my donation in pretty early on and, and encourage you to do the same. Um, it, it's just a, a great, like I said, a great opportunity for youth, and, you know, there are some other youth contesting things that, uh, you know, for example, Yark has tried to put together uh, that, that kind of comes off of this whole team exuberance thing. Um, to get more young people involved in contesting, and, and it's it's a real um, role model for for young hams, and, and gives them um, the experience of you know, or the knowledge of knowing that there are uh, great young hams that are great young operators out there, and um, so it's, it's a great role model as well. And and Bryant, um, I know that. Should there be any funds left over, um, there's a cause that's that's near and dear to your heart because you've been on two of these expeditions. So, um, or well, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to use the word expedition. It's it's uh, adventure. So, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So, uh, any remaining funds that we have uh, left over from. Uh, this team exuberance operation, uh, we will be contributing to the Dave Calter Memorial Youth DX Adventure, which is a great organization that gives youth uh, youth operators the opportunity to travel to a DX location like uh, Curacao or Costa Rica or uh, the island of Ceiba, and it really uh, gives them the opportunity uh, to receive mentoring and uh, to run some really uh, fast-paced pile-ups from the Caribbean on the HF bands. I've been very fortunate to be on two 
Youth DX Adventure teams, uh, one in 2017 that went to Costa Rica, and one in 2019 that went to Curacao at the PJ2T uh, contest station, and uh, both uh, were just phenomenal experiences uh, getting to meet and operate with other youth who shared the same passion for DXing and contesting, and it, uh, to also uh, receive some coaching and instruction uh, from Don Dubon, N6JRL, and uh, Jim Storms, AB8YK, who uh, work really hard to organize and put these events on for uh, youth contesters. So the Youth DX Adventure is another uh youth dedicated and uh, heavily driven and motivated organization to uh, draw youth into the hobby and to uh, nurture them in their journey. Now, we've got one other thing that, that we kind of need to talk about here, and, and it's, it's been a pretty crazy uh, last couple of days, and uh, I'm sure, you know, um, everybody is, is kind of, sick of hearing about this coronavirus thing and and i I, I tried to avoid it (laughs) because i'm sick of hearing about it Uh, and i just i was announcing a basketball tournament tonight and and got a phone call right in the middle of the tournament that you know school's canceled tomorrow and and we're we're doing all this stuff with e-learning to try to keep going with school um, without being there and and john uh w4usf who's in the chat uh, was like great to have ham talk live to listen to because the big 10 basketball tournament is gone and now the ncaa tournament's gone and and all these things are, are being canceled and there, there's all kinds of, of stuff going on and it's kind of crazy but you know uh marty you know I'm, I'm sure you're keeping an eye on this because you do have some international people coming in on this. Well, certainly, uh, yeah, Neil. And I'd first like to mention that I turn off the tournaments to listen to Ham Talk Live. It's uh, really a, a key part of my uh, my afternoon routine, my evening, my Thursday evening routine. But of course, yeah, uh, we are monitoring uh, the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen outbreak here in the United States, and we are uh, following it closely. Our top priority is protecting. Uh, keeping safeguarding all of our team members and their families, and uh, we would not want to do anything that would jeopardize that. So we are closely monitoring monitoring the situation, and we will take action as needed. Uh, but so far, we are uh, just monitoring and uh, soaking in as much data as we can and talking to as many experts as we can so we can act responsibly and act uh, with information. And that's that's what a lot of uh, you know a lot of events are doing right now is just kind of watching to see what's going to happen. I know um, you know some some local ham fests around here for this weekend have canceled. Um, so you know just keep an eye on this stuff before you take off to ham fest. You might want to check the website and and just kind of make sure. But that's. Uh, that's that's what's going on right now. So we'll uh, we'll leave it at that and and know that uh, that we're keeping an eye on it. Uh, and, wash your hands. And so is yes, and wash your hands. <laughs> uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands and wash your hands and 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 sing happy birthday. And wash your hands while again. You're doing it. Yes, and wash your hands again. So you know we'll we'll, we'll keep you know being vigilant about it and and hopefully uh things will um let's see what is it the flattening the curve yeah so hopefully we'll get the the curve flattened soon and we can kind of get back to normal so we'll we'll leave it there well we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk a little more with uh, bryant and marty and we'll take your phone calls and your questions right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Thanks for choosing Tower Electronics. How may we help you today? We have PL259s. We have in connectors. We have SMA adapters. We have BNC adapters. What can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us. But we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, 
Soldering irons and meters? Where's the tower? <laughs> Ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the ham fests across the country that we visit, but we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to connect your antenna that's on your tower. I don't think there's a tower back there. I really don't. Tower Electronics. Visit us at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or see our whole catalog at bl-259.com. Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Tower Electronics HamFest schedule uh, coming up. Uh, scheduled for Toledo on March 15th this weekend, and I believe that's been canceled, so you might want to check on that. Uh, but uh, coming up on their schedule, they have April 18th in Staunton, Wisconsin, just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. But, hey, you can visit them anytime you want at pl-259.com. And thanks to Tower Electronics for bringing Ham Talk Live to you every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for Bryant and or Marty, give us a call. Phone number is 859-982-7373. Again, 859-982-7373. Or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. Um, if you're in the uh, Spreaker chat, you can comment there as well. And uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast edition of the show or on WTWW, I'm sorry, but we're not here so um it, it's thursday night right now uh chris blocks from a4 uh cb says we just canceled the gulf coast amateur radio club Amfest in pasco county florida uh so uh, there's another cancellation coming on so again uh you know check uh the websites if you're going to a ham fest uh we're planning on going to a ham fest here in the next uh few weeks because uh, there have been quite a few of those um, canceled so make sure you check that out okay again 859-982-7373 is the phone number to call and we'll uh, check uh, twitter here and we'll we'll check some of the uh, the chat and everything but uh, feel free to give us a call 859-982-7373 and and thanks to Marty in N1C, he's he's the the engineer behind eight five nine nine eight two seven three seven three. So um, thanks to Marty for for working on our phone system. And um, actually, we've got a, an interesting question from John. I'm going to take uh, here before we talk about um, some things that they learned at at K3LR last time around. Um, John W4USF wants to know. What got both of you interested in ham radio? So, uh, Marty, we'll go to you first this time. I'll punt to Bryant. He has a much more interesting story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bryant, <laughs> All there right. you go. We'll you You're know. on. So uh, I've always been interested in uh, two-way communications uh, from a very young age. I was always playing outside with my younger brother, and we had walkie-talkies, and uh, we would play in the woods and uh, perform different experiments and, you know, try and learn as much as we could, you know, about how terrain and uh, topography uh, affects, you know, radio signals. And uh, that eventually uh, led to an interest in CB radio, unfortunately. 
but it was really cool though because it was uh, about 2014 uh, when the solar cycle was at its uh, peak, and so I was hearing lots of uh, stations from across the country, and uh, that got me even more interested. And I just I was a boy I'm a, I'm a boy scout, and uh, I decided that I wanted to take the radio merit badge course at the uh, at Auburn University. And uh, while we were at the course, the instructor made a contact in the AWRL DX SSB contest in 2015, and uh, he made a, a contact to the Netherlands, and that sealed the deal for me. Uh, I wanted to become a ham radio operator, and uh, I was hooked on DX, and I was fortunate to join a, a really good club in New Orleans, Louisiana, that uh, was able to help me uh, get started in the hobby. So uh, I guess I'll shoot it back at Marty. Uh, certainly. Uh, my story is not nearly as interesting. It actually starts on the internet. I discovered amateur radio, I think it was a YouTube video to be precise. I've always, I think, I think that's what I've decided the answer is. Um, I didn't know any radio hams or anything like that. Uh, and I just started studying. I figured out there's this ham radio thing. I took a bunch of practice tests. And, uh, my, my favorite ham radio experience was when I went to get my technician license. I walked into the exam, you know, as a young kid. And, um, you know, the examiner said, oh, is your father here to take the, the, you know, sit for the exam? I said, no, I am. Uh, so what, what class of license does your father have? They, they asked. Oh, no, I'm, I'm the only ham. So, so your grandfather was a ham, right? Uh, no, sir. I'm, I just found ham radio on the internet. I studied and, uh, now I'm here to take the test. Oh, well, you're going to fail, son. Um, and, uh, I said, no, sir, I'm going to pass the test. And, uh, the rest is, uh, history, as they like to say. I was quickly hooked. I became uh, active on two-meter repeaters, which morphed into learning about HF. I learned so much on those two-meter repeaters. I can't tell people enough how great that period of my life was for Elmering and mentorship. And uh, then I went on to get my general, and HF came soon after. And once I was bit by the contesting bug, as they say, uh, the, risk, the rest uh, was history, and uh, I have just been... Uh, so uh, privileged and honored to be uh, surrounded by a great community um, with fantastic mentors and Elmers um, to learn from and, and contesters who have both shown me the way and uh, given me opportunities to use their stations and um, practice new things. And when the opportunity came to become involved with Team Exuberance, I said, yes, this is the thing. Uh, because at, like Bryant, uh, one of my biggest goals is uh, keep getting more people involved in amateur radio and advancing what we do. I am a big technology for amateur radio, uh, a technology developer for amateur radio. And uh, I love this hobby. It has been such a key part of my education and my experiences. And uh, it's it's the best gift I've ever been uh, given, which, which was uh, my amateur radio journey. And it started out with that YouTube video way back then in the VE who wouldn't let me take the test. <laughs> Well, I think that's still a pretty good story, and uh, I, I know that the, your second favorite gift. Not, oh, not you know your what? First, uh, but your second uh, my, favorite my second gift. Favorite, my second favorite gift is uh, within reach, actually. Um, oh, it would really? be at the uh, 2017 Dayton Hamvention outside of the. Oh, what was it called? The old, the 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 low the ceiling. For, the arena. forums room, uh, yeah. The the forums uh, buildings. Uh, yeah. This this guy from Ohio presented me with uh, uh, a, a plastic chicken and uh, uh, a plastic fries, and the the chicken and the the fries squeak. Uh, and I still have them both. And it was this really nice guy named Leo Rap. The next year, he started a podcast called Ham Talk Live, and uh, my call sign <laughs> at the time was KC One C. WF chicken with fries and believe it or not uh, it is maybe 15 feet from uh, where I'm standing right now <laughs> so now he's just in in one chicken but and and uh, one chicken yeah there you go all right well Troy W9KVR wants wants a follow-up on this and and this is something that I've I'm kind of noticing a trend with young hams is YCW. How did you get interested specifically in CW? So Ryan? for me, uh, I was really interested in DX when I first got my general. And I lived in New Orleans, Louisiana at the time. 
And I had a very small station, just uh, a few dipole antennas in a tree in the front yard. And so I was having a lot of trouble uh, contacting DX stations on SSB. And I I was uh, talking to a few guys at the Jefferson Amateur Radio Club about uh, my frustrations. And they said, oh, well, you might want to just try CW. And uh, that really uh, was a great suggestion. And they... uh, let me take a, a practice oscillator home, and I just began tapping out CW uh, since uh, late 2016, and uh, it's it's been really uh, really awesome because uh, CW uh, will get through uh, when SSB won't, and uh, I find CW pileups to be a lot of fun and a great challenge that takes a lot of practice and skill to become proficient at. Uh, so I hope that answers your question, Marty. All right, Marty. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think CW is kind of uh, it's what the it's it's um, certainly the place where I think there's actually the most kind of growth and change in techniques in um, operating at the moment, and uh, with the kind of advent of two uh, BSIQ or synchronized derleaving of QSOs on two bands during contests, that really drew drew me in and. If you want to be a competitive contester, that's something you need in your arsenal. And I got to say, once you do a code contest, uh, phone contesting seems a little bit less fun. And I really enjoy uh, CW contesting immensely for two reasons. Um, uh, One of which is it's just a really good brain exercise. And there's always room for constant improvement. And you can measure your improvement. And two, because we have lots of great training tools um, uh, to use to practice CW. And there are a lot of great programs out there to get people into CW. Uh, I highly recommend if you're not a CW operator or a recovering CW operator, uh, CW Ops, which uh, their website is cwops.org, I believe, uh, runs the CW Academy or CWA, which are uh, leveled courses for introducing people to uh, to uh, Morse code or CW. Uh, their level one courses, a great introduction to learning how to send CW and uh, if you want to make the jump, I recommend you go to their website, cwops.org, and uh, sign up for a course. It's free, and it's really fantastic. And once you take the first course, you can level up. Uh, so uh, to, to tie in learning CW, my, my strong recommendation is check out CW Ops. Uh, Bryant and I are both members, and um, CW Ops is fantastic. And, of course, there's plenty of other great pieces of software out there for learning CW, uh, but that's certainly a place to go look. So ham radio, uh, CW is cool. Uh, CW is in, and uh, it's really just a fantastic part of the hobby. And it's a it's it's a game to continually improve. And Bryant hit the head on the hammer. Uh, there's always room for refinement and improvement, and it's kind of cool. You know, it's the original digital mode, and it's a cool common denominator to have in our bag of tricks. And uh, there's there's nothing more exhilarating than sending your call sign to a distant, weak DX station on CW and having them come back to you, and that thrill will never leave me. Yeah, uh, yes, like I said, I'm I'm noticing a, a trend with young hams, and and one of the things that we <laughs> noticed with Yoda Month uh, was people saying, "Why are you kids on sideband more?" <laughs> Why are you on CW all the time? Um, so it, it was kind of funny to, to to hear that. Yes, you know, uh, Yoda Month was a, a great Yoda Month twenty nineteen was a great success. Uh, thanks to your help, Neil, and to the uh, many Yoda Month operators worldwide that got on to promote youth and amateur radio and uh, CW. Yes, quite successful mode. Lots of pileups. I think one of the best runs I had uh, using the Kilo 8 Alpha call sign uh, was on 20-meter CW on a Sunday morning. Uh, the Europeans just kept calling, and I kept answering. So lots of fun on CW. Can I, can I just jump okay. in here? Oh, uh, sure. I got, we got, a, we got a, a, a question on Facebook, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. And Can I address it real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Bob W3RQ uh, Facebooked me. And he asked, again, about coronavirus, uh, particularly not only for Team Exuberance, uh, but also for multi-operator stations in general, and I thought it was worth addressing. Uh, So for Team Exuberance, again, uh, your donations are safe. Uh, The money will only go to benefit 
uh, our operations uh, in the event of some sort of contingency. It's not the last thing you'll see from us. So we are a nonprofit incorporated in Massachusetts, and uh, and uh, we are going to continue to work on great projects. But I assure you, um, nothing is going to waste. And uh, CW, uh, excuse me, multi-operator events in general, I'd say uh, wash your hands, be cautious, and uh, if you're sick, don't come. Um, but uh, a whole lot of common sense there. Okay, very good. Well, yeah, we've got uh, got a lot of that going on. So wash your hands. What do they say? Social distancing and wash your hands. Yeah, social distancing. But see, with ham radio, you get you you don't. Have micro, to be I'd say distanced. watch your headsets. Headsets. Uh, be careful with maybe in a multi operator environment. Take your own headset if you're worried. Yeah. Which is a good idea anyway. Yeah. If you want to, you know, wipe down the key in the in the keyboard when you sit down at the position or the radio knob, another good thing you should do anyways. Um, but single operator contesting is the best for, uh, form of uh, a coronavirus uh, self-isolation you can possibly do. Um, so if you want to stay safe, do a single op. Uh, <laughs> if you want to stay safe in the world, do a single op. It's, it's, You're not it's, going to uh, catch it over the airwaves. No. Uh, ham radio is uh, the epitome of distance learning. So all of you who are trying to figure out Zoom right now, try 20 meters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Hey, uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. And uh, if you want to call in, give us a call, 859-982-7373 is that phone number, 859-982-7373. But... One of the things that I I wanted to ask you was, you know, you went through, you know, the first time at K3LR, which, you know, had to be, you know, awe-inspiring when you walk in and you're like, wow, is this real? Uh, But when you walk in and, and and you see everything and... After you kind of get settled a little bit and get into the groove and and on that last go around what have you learned from that experience that you know this time i'll know how to do you know i'll know how to do this or next time i'm going to do this different what what did you learn from that last experience guys well i think from an operational point of view we came into the last contest with a lot of meticulous strategy that worked well um, you know, I think a key element of being successful in contesting is not just when you sit down in the chair, but your understanding of conditions and propagation and openings. And I think we did a really good job last time of trying to keep ourselves familiar with what to expect, uh, but knowing when to go off script, when uh, plans and reality don't quite line up. It's the operator's in- intuition that really leads to success. And I thought we were good at harnessing that, and harnessing that again, I think, is very important. Um for what we'd improve, I think last time we struggled a little bit. I mean, struggle is probably the wrong word, uh, but we deviated from our operator schedule a little bit, and I think being even more strategic about that uh, is certainly a challenge. And uh, as uh, as always at any sort of contest you do, uh, making sure that you're always checking for um, different openings on different bands to make sure you're not missing anything, and you know it's always being in the right place at the right time with the right antennas pointed in the right direction, doing the right thing. So there's a lot of rights there. That's Hard to nail every time, all the time, um, but we uh, keep improving and we plan diligently uh, to make sure we are ready to do the best we can. Brian, wow, that was uh, that was really good, Marty. And again, uh, he did a great job uh, formulating a strategy and uh, getting the team prepared for the contest with the proper intel. Uh, one thing I learned is that you better bring your A game when operating at K3LR. He is an amazing coach, uh, and he has high expectations for all of his operators. Uh, Another thing is communication can make or break a team. Uh, Even before uh, we arrived at K3LR, uh, Marty and Violetta did a great job at keeping us all aware of everything. Uh, And once we arrived and we were operating during the contest, uh, we all needed to be on the same page uh, with Again, propagation, band openings, uh, run frequencies, operator schedules, etc. And uh, we were all uh, generally able to communicate that information uh, pretty smoothly. But seeing it uh, all in 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 battle uh, really uh, hammered hammered it through. And uh, there were definitely 
some good runs, especially on 20 meters, and surprise openings on uh, spotty bands like 15 and 10 meters. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we really capitalized on those, and uh, we will be, uh, be we will make sure we capitalize on uh, band openings uh, intensely this year in the WPX CW 2020 competition. All right, Brian, well, just hit the nail uh, on the forward. head. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. Look forward to just hearing you all on and uh, and watching the results. Um, although um, I have to admit, my time is going to be a little bit limited that weekend, so I'm not sure how much I'll be able to listen. But but maybe we can sneak that in between getting married and you know. <laughs> just a little bit of a you know other things yeah, going on weekend. that weekend so yeah well we're about out of time here but uh before you go guys uh, i, I kind of wanted to ask you personally what what does it mean to you to be a part of this team well i would say that we are all uh truly fortunate fortunate to uh, have strong mentors like uh, Tim Duffy, K3LR, and Ray Novak, N9JA, at ICOM, who are trusting us kids. Uh, We all like to be taken seriously, and uh, we hope that we can live up to the expectations and uh, also inspire other youth operators to give contesting a try. Uh, It's kind of weird. I've only had my license for five years, but I've been given so many amazing opportunities to grow and learn in really big ways in the hobby. I think that the the opportunities that I've been given uh, have put me in a unique place to be more of a leader on the youth front. Uh, It's energizing, and uh, I've made so many friends all over the world. Uh, A very cool uh, a very cool thing, you know. Just a few weeks ago, uh, Marty was uh, in Atl- in the Atlanta area, and he was able to drive over to my QTH here in Montgomery, Alabama, and we uh, got to work on a few antennas and uh, have lots of fun uh, messing with a 160 meter inverted L in my backyard. And uh, last year, uh, in 2018, uh, Matias uh, CE2LR uh, flew up from Chile. And uh, we got to work the WPX uh, CW2018 competition uh, from my home just using uh, simple equipment, dipoles and uh, dipoles uh, and uh, a few a few radios, and uh, you know always keeping our hands on the paddling keyboard. But uh, I'm very grateful uh, for the relationships that Team Exuberance has opened up for me. Uh, you know, friendship and competition, just fun times. Marty? Yeah, Bryant said it so well. Ham radio opens doors, contesting opens doors, and I think we're both fortunate that we've kind of um, become kind of, uh, like to admit it or not, I think it's true, we've kind of, Bryant particularly, has rose, rose to come, become kind of figures in this youth contesting landscape, and I uh, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pressure there to make sure that we're doing the right thing, and pushing as hard as we can because we want to move this hobby forward and we want to keep drawing new people in and we both think and have both dedicated so much time to contesting we know how important it is and how how fantastic a facet it is and we think team exuberance is just a great opportunity to showcase that and encourage others to get into contesting it's it's not scary Uh, having fun is very easy and uh, there is such a large community of people that want to see you successful and mentor you and support you as you grow um, so again, uh, to check out our website where there are more, there's more information, teamexuberance.org. And if you click on the big 2020 banner on the homepage, you'll be taken right to that page where uh, we're providing some information about our latest operation in the CQWPXCW contest in the end of May. And uh, of course, we would really appreciate your donation to make this something that is financially accessible for all of our operators and doesn't place an undue burden on their families. You read my mind. I was just getting ready to say, can you can you remind us one more time uh, where to donate and find more information? So, uh, as usual, Marty, excellent job, Bryant. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on and, and heading this one up, and uh, wish you all the best of luck with uh, the contest. And and again, I'm, I'm I'm sorry if I don't get to work you, but I might be a little bit busy that weekend. But we'll we'll, we'll make it work and. And um, 
and also look forward to seeing both of you um, at Youth on the Air camp this summer. So thanks so much, guys. Can, can, I, can I just add one thing in real quick? Sure. I just want to give a big thank you to uh, Tim Duffy K3LR uh, for the use of his station for this and Icom America for their generous support, as they do also support Ham Talk Live as well. Uh, without both of those two groups, this would not be possible. And uh, all our donors who have supported us already and those who uh, we hope will do so in the future, especially the clubs who have made sizable donations, uh, we are very grateful and we feel very fortunate to be able to provide this opportunity. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts, very seriously. Yes, thanks to K3LR and N9JA uh, at ICOM. Uh, You know, without their generosity and support, events like these for uh, youth operators simply wouldn't be possible. Yep, and we we appreciate all that they do. Um, and there's all kinds of of great things out there um, for youth because of generosity and and people that are that are you know grabbing the bull by the horns um, and, and getting these things moving. And this is one of uh, one of the bigger ones, and so we appreciate everyone's support. We appreciate uh, Ray and Tim and their work on this, and and you know, there's more coming. Uh, there's there's just more and more opportunities for this. And and when I was that age, I wish I would have had <laughs> all those opportunities as a as a young ham because. Uh, there's some pretty cool stuff going on so um hopefully it will continue to shine and continue to grow so thanks so much for being on the show guys and i will see you soon hopefully at hamvention we hope we hope yes we hope so okay fingers crossed yep all right well hopefully that uh that will work out and um if not, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing you soon anyway. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guests, Bryant Rascal, KG5HVO, and Marty Soloway, NN1C. Everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in tonight. We had a lot of people on the chat, so thanks for that. And, um, always uh always great to hear from all of you in the chat room there and we invite you back next thursday night at 9 p.m eastern time and we'll we'll talk more about ham radio for a list of all of our upcoming guests you can find that at hamtalklive.com and if you like the show please leave us a review that helps others find us faster so for now this is neil rapp wb9 vpg saying 7375 and as always may the good dx be yours